0: Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life.
1: Refirement Life. I'm your host, Christine Zamuda, and I'm here with Mugay Wood. Last week, we talked about hobbies or passions and how to identify when you're in your flow state. How do you identify what things to spend time on for greater joy? In this week's episode, we're going to talk about to monetize or not monetize your hobby or passion and what are the upsides, downsides of that. But first, before we get into our topic of the week, I'd love to just uh, touch base with you, Muge, and, and ask you about any inspiration or learnings that you had from last week.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Christine. Glad to be here uh, connecting with our uh, subscribers again. First of all, I want to thank everybody who have been giving us some great feedback um, on our episodes and what future topics and suggestions could be. Looking forward to incorporating that um, into our conversations. Um, you know, a couple of things have happened uh, since we last connected. Number one, uh, Christine, actually, this is about you. Uh, you mentioned uh, this uh, great uh book that you wrote booklet on uh, how to throw yourself a great party uh, for yourself and for your friends, which I am not surprised that comes from you because you have a lot of energy and zest for life. Um, So you sent me this booklet um, over the weekend I received called The Misadventures of the Hip and Fabulous. Um, You know, you look at this title, it makes you want to uh, read it um, immediately, which I did. Um, It is full of um, suggestions on um, uh, how to um, have fun um, in Washington, D.C. area and beyond, you know, how to find the best houseboat that you can, um, how to um, put together a girls weekend getaway, how to celebrate your birthday uh, and birthdays of those around you. So it was it was inspiring. A um, couple things also that caught my eye. Um, that we're uplifting is at the beginning of each chapter, you included a quote. Um, and uh, this one stayed with me um, from Michael Altshuler that said, um, the bad news is um, time flies. The good news is you are the pilot. Um, so it really made me pause and reinforce the need to, um, really, um, spend our time with intention, uh, look for always possible to find gratitude in the present time and be present, uh, for ourselves and for those around me. Uh, so I want to thank you for giving me the inspiration, um, to throw myself a party, uh, <laughs> get some, get some, uh, get some maracas, uh, spark some joy, um, So thank you for that. How about you? How was that? Of
1: course. course. How was your How was your experience? And you you inspired me, quite frankly, because when we were talking about future podcast topics, you said I'd love to do an episode on thriving where you are,
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: it just made me think about that book that I I wrote in 2018, and and the reason why I wrote it at the time, I remember it pretty vividly, was. We were working very hard always. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, what is this for if we're just working all the time without making the moments where we're not working more fun? And I thought of, you know, myself and others as at the time working moms, you know, fairly, you know, high pressure career. How could we put together some chapters that anyone could just take and read, and maybe just do it themselves to get a little bit more joy. And I got a lot of great feedback from from that book, and got a lot of additional inspiration from, you know, women all over the place who were trying their own fun things and and sending them back. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to uh, the Thrive Where You Are episode. So thank you for inspiring me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I have become um, a bigger um, uh, proponent of um, enjoying things where we are, um, instead Mm -hmm. of the big moments in life that are also quite enjoyable. Uh, And there's a bit of art to that, I think, um, seeking that uh, daily adventure. So um, I am... uh, Thinking, you know, uh, maracas, good music, um, you know, uh, a couple of friends, uh, new or old coming together to enjoy um, can be a nice uh, sparkle <laughs> as we continue to also contemplate yeah. more serious, yeah. more more serious things in life. Um, <laughs> so since our uh, last connection, uh, Christine, um, what have you been experiencing? What have you been inspired by? Because I know you're always up to something. <laughs>
1: I have two and one is silly and one is serious. So which one would you like first?
2: You you know, let's uh, let's do the serious and then let's do the silly. And then, uh, you know, let's let's go from there. You know, mix the two. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, you know, more and more, (laughs) I have been thinking about um, what is needed in the workplace. And I have a a high passion around compassionate leadership and compassionate leadership, meaning, you know, how do you teach managers to be empathetic, but marrying that empathy to action that helps foster healthy teams helps foster an area uh, uh, an environment of trust and an environment where you can actually live and learn from growth mindset. So, you know, I've been thinking about this, you know, what am I gonna, how am I gonna do it? What What would it look like? And last week I developed a, a 10 course outline, met with a friend and business colleague in Brooklyn Monday and Tuesday. And um, we came up with, I think a pretty good approach to if we launch this, what does it look like? And the goal being, If you have compassionate leadership, you should be able to get to next level breakthroughs on products, services, innovation. So marrying those two concepts together.
2: Yeah. Amazing. Really glad you're looking at it more deeply. One observation I'm going to say around this is. not only um, how to be a compassionate leader, but how to sustain that through yeah. good times and bad. Uh, because mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, like friends, right? We want our friends to be present for us, not only for the party, but also during tough times as well. And I think same thing holds true for compassionate leadership too. What, what happens when the economy takes a downturn? Um, mm-hmm. There are layoffs. You are having to make some tough decisions that impact uh, people you care about, and and how show up for that uh versus just being consumed by uh the business objectives um uh, to make sure that that doesn't go out the door at a time it's probably needed even more so i'm looking forward to the um uh framework and um and the thoughts there um so well let's let's hear the silly one
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right here's the silly So we do like to celebrate birthdays and I have a friend who has a spring birthday and it's usually kind of tough to get everybody together because you're leaving for spring break. You, you know, there's Easter, but we managed to get a good group locked and loaded. And what we did is we rented a caboose on a train and it was a private caboose. So it was just us on, on this, Old timey, old timey train and it's Walkersville <laughs> Southern Railroad, which is about 50 minutes west of my house here in Maryland. Anyway, we we, we go and we realize it's the Easter bunny train. So many families are taking their little ones with their Easter baskets. And we happen to also have bunny ears because, well, why not? And we also had adult beverages. So we <laughs> kept ourselves a little bit separate from the from the families so we didn't pollute their wonderful experience but uh it was just a lot of laughs we had the um, big easter bunny character sitting with us having a drink in the back of the caboose and just had a lot of giggles and i think sometimes you just have to play you have to play as an adult too and spend the quality time make memories so that was my my silly inspiration that, that is
2: amazing that sounds like uh another chapter in the misadventures <laughs> of the uh, hip and fabulous because you're describing this and i'm thinking how do you even go about renting a caboose uh, <laughs> on, on a train um so um that that sounds incredible and i think it's made all the more special uh with the ears because i've seen a picture of you um going yes. <laughs> to i think your husband's family uh outing um on on easter sunday and you were wearing the ears and they were big they they they, these, were big, yes. they were big they are not little so um, uh, but you know they, they they look good um and uh <laughs> y- you know it put the fun in it so thank you thank you for sharing um you gave another idea not only get on a train but uh, also uh, rent your own caboose
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's a good separation you know be on the back
2: <laughs> right right that's right that's right
1: so why don't we get into our topic of monetizing or to not monetize your hobby or passion. But actually, no, you had one other thing I think you wanted to share, something that your husband uncovered.
2: Right. Yes, yeah, uh yes, I just wanted to make a quick call out either now or later. Uh but this one uh, was another, you know, reflection point. I uh, seem to have lots of those these days uh, as, as I reflect on our conversations during the podcast. Um this one is uh, my husband pointed out it's um uh, about a uh, 102-year-old uh, Dr. Gladys McGary, uh who has uh, spent 60 years building her holistic medicine uh career has been a source of inspiration and healing to many. Um, And um, uh, the interesting thing about this uh, that I found is – Despite her achievements, uh, she still felt lacking. She still felt she wasn't enough. And, and, uh, and that went back to some of her very early experiences in elementary school where she was experiencing dyslexia. And uh, she, um, uh, you know, got some negative comments and that stayed with her. Um, so eventually, um, she says at the age of 93, she found her voice finally uh and um she is now um publishing a book it's about to come out she started writing this book at um Uh, At the age of 100 It's called The Well-Lived Life Where in this book She is going to provide Her perspective And I think she probably Is a great one um, To find and cultivate purpose And her six secrets um, To health and happiness So um, I I think I'm going To get this book uh, Read it And maybe we can discuss it In a future um, episode Um, You know Super accomplished uh, woman At this age And finding her voice at the age of 93 to reflect upon what is a well-lived life. Um, Amazing. Um, So, But I do want to find my voice a little before then. um, (laughs) uh, Because we may not have the luxury of time, um, but, you know, super inspiring. And uh, it just speaks to possibilities um, uh, that, um, you know, are not uh, time-bound in a way.
1: Absolutely. It actually reminds me, I saw something... I think it was yesterday, and Hmm. someone was asking Clint Eastwood about, you know, what is he doing next? He's 91, and he's now filming another movie in 91. And they said, how do you do it? Where do you find the energy? And and I guess in his own Clint Eastwood way, he said, I just keep the old guy out. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. That's That's exactly right.
2: (laughs) Act like the young person you're in your head. Yes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right, so for all of us uh, young people listening, uh, we were talking about passions and hobbies last time, and you know, in some cases, and we'll go through a couple points, but it might make more sense for hobbies just to remain hobbies. But I guess the first point is if you're going to take a hobby to be, you know more of a, a financial venture, it may actually take the fun out of it, right? You know, you may not just be creating a a product, a service, um, a, a passion project for uh, for the joy of it, but um, thinking about, well, you know, I need to sell this, which puts a different pressure mm-hmm. on on the whole effort. So that's, I guess, reason number one. And I do hear this from some creatives, right? Um, some of the the painters that I know will say, hey, I, I, I make sure that I am creating for me first, because that's usually where my best work comes from. If I'm thinking more about the commercial market, it's not really authentically me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, something could get lost there. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's a great point.
2: It's like balancing it all in a way. I think, Christine, you had a lot of experience with your abstract art uh, where you are doing it for the joy of it. But you're also able to share that commercially. Um, the balancing of um, do I want to do it? Uh, is it mm-hmm. going to turn into a chore that takes the joy out of it? Um, and um, am I going to be able to make money with it? Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, do I have what it takes in terms of time effort um, uh, to turn that into a business so so really to think about it but I think the the thing that jumps at me is uh, whatever you decide to do and experiment with just make sure it doesn't lose the spark and joy that has given you um, as a hobby to begin with Uh, and I you know I sometimes hear it from people who become famous for their craft whether it's painting Mm -hmm. singing other things and Several of them say, well, I never thought I would be this famous because uh, mm-hmm. because I was doing this for me. It turns out many people loved it and I became famous. I became rich. Um, but I think that initial essence of um, doing it for you, for us, um, it probably keeps it authentic, keeps it joyful. Um, but, you know, you put anything into a, a commercial frame, a pressure cooker, time, deadlines, Um uh, it just, just, you know, beware, right, what it does to the um, task of creation and the um, joy that you found in, in, that, in that engagement. And do you want that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in the business world, you and I both know uh, people who are really good at mentoring other folks. And that provides a great level of satisfaction when you're helping someone. You know, that's always... Um, kind of a boost, right? Uh, When you're thinking altruistically about, you know, how do I help someone really unlock the next step in their career, give them practical advice. And I had a conversation recently with someone who's doing coaching. And it was really, um, it was really eye opening, because this person could make a, a ton of money based on their background, their reputation, And he shared with me, look, you know, I, I'm not really in it for the money and I want to make sure that I'm actually helping the right people too. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So that's another, you know, sort of different take on, should you monetize it? He can, he probably will, but we'll be very selective in in how he approaches clients and, and works with them
2: right the joy and the meaning um that yes. comes with um spending your time in in that direction and and um you know that that makes me think maybe um a way to think about it is um you know starting small and uh, and experimenting with it um it's, it's, it's experimentation exploration um and then see uh where it takes you and, and be open and ready to change direction um in a way that feels right you know exactly. in your gut and uh and, and christine i, I am uh, i am really fascinated um and uh respectful of how you have been um uh evolving your art abstract artwork um so uh, what what learnings uh, and experiences do you have from that um a hobby where you combine the joy with the commercial to a certain extent. Um, uh, how was that evolution as you uh, embarked on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think I was really fortunate to be able to pick a a hobby which became a business uh, that was very flexible. I mean, if you think about art, most of art exhibits open on in the evenings or the weekends, so that was just kind of a natural. Hey, time-wise, as long as you can balance your production and off normal work hours when I was still working, that was helpful. Um, I also remember, you know, when I wanted to just share what I was doing authentically, reviewing my own, you know, Microsoft policy. Like, what does it mean if you have a second job and you're getting income? What's the corporation's perspective on that? And it was pretty clear that there wasn't a um, a challenge with it, provided you weren't using the Microsoft name to further your business. Um, of course, you know you're doing everything that you should be doing as a productive employee. Uh, so that was really helpful. And then I think the other thing that I did straight away is I just isolated finances. I put ev- all my you know painting supplies and Art exhibit fees, you know, everything on on one card, which really helped me understand where was the money going. Uh, You know, the one bank account where you know revenue flowed when paintings paintings were sold. So that gave me a really good understanding of you know what was profitable, where I could even make changes. Uh, So those are just a couple things that come to mind.
2: Yeah, awesome, great, great learnings, great learnings great learnings yeah. what are your thoughts on let's talk about this part a little bit um just to explore the idea of um is there even a demand um for our hobby uh and uh for our passion to put into commercial um use um you know how 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 should we go about that um yeah. right a little research maybe
1: yeah, yeah, definitely research. I think um, right now, even ch- like chat GPT is amazing for research. You'd be surprised at all the benchmarking that you can receive really quickly by asking questions in the right way. So I would say, yeah, marrying market demand, current competition, you know, what is your unique niche? you know, how would you brand? How would you stand out maybe a little, hopefully a little bit differently? And then thinking really about your buyer. Where do you find these people? What, what do the, the people who may have interest in your product, what do they look like? What do they care about? What kind of, you know, um, things do they do so that you could be in their world attracting interest to your your product or service?
2: Yeah, that's, uh, I think uh, having a, um, at least somewhat defined vision of where you want it to go. Um, Is this something for a niche segment uh, or are you, are we looking to influence a large global segment? Uh, And uh, what is the scale and the sustainability of the effort? Um, Because this is not to be underestimated. Um, And I think uh, we are um, learning as we speak, you and I, uh, as we produce our podcast series, which is a brand new and endeavor for us. This is not something we have done before. Um, we are passionate about um, sharing our voice, sharing our perspective, providing a platform for this conversation of how to thrive at all stages of life um, throughout all circumstances. So we are learning. We, I, I, you, know, you and I started on this. We gave each other some encouragement. Um, we started testing. Yes, high five. We started testing with our Friends with our family members and saying, "What do you think about this? What is your feedback?" And we have been getting some great feedback and some encouragement. And we'll continue to learn and and see um, and see where it goes. Um, and uh, I, I think um, you know, like most things in life, um, it's good to have an idea, a path. Uh, But then know that it is subject to change. Um, And uh, just, you know, it's just possible trying to stay true to why we are in it in the first place Um, with with the joy, um, with emphasis, if we can, if we can afford to have that. Yeah. And if you can, maybe to your point, uh, some hobbies need to stay hobbies. Mm-hmm, because um, because they are not uh, for uh, commercial purposes. They are for uh, just the joy of it. Um, yes. You know, I'll go back to my little tennis uh, references. I keep giving through these episodes. I mean, uh, I don't think I have the skill um, to be a tennis pro. I, 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 it's yes. just not going to happen, yes. right?
1: Yes. <laughs> <Yet>. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I think not you just have happen. to have a little bit of optimism. <laughs> OK. <laughs> it's still so factual. It, it, yeah
2: okay all right maybe <laughs> maybe need more outfits uh to to uh inspire me to that direction but you know being realistic i'm like okay i'm really enjoying being active being social is this gonna make me money i don't know i most likely not but that's okay if it ends up being that at some point maybe so um so i mean just being okay with it right being open yes. to possibilities yeah
1: and and i'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking about well what what could be in demand you know, what hobby or, or passion that i might have could be in demand and i think we should educate them also on things they shouldn't go for like yeah I, what what, what are what are
2: you thinking like what what was fashionable or in demand and it's not anymore anything anything comes to mind there
1: i, I would say blacksmithing yeah mm, okay yeah, Blacksmithing. i would stay away from that right now unless you are maybe the personal blacksmith for the Kentucky Derby winner other than right. that n- not a big market not a big market not a big keep, market keep looking keep looking
2: keep looking yeah. maybe maybe traditional book binding Yeah, Um, right. These uh, these uh, amazing um, uh, services of craft um, that has been very popular, valuable um, and uh, uh, in advance of other alternatives, uh, that's not um, that's not so much uh, so much in demand. And if you want to do that, that may be a good hobby. What else? What else (laughs) comes to mind?
1: (laughs) I I would say snowshoe making.
2: How do you come up with these things?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I must have too much time. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, oh my, wow. snow you. I'm like, wow. You making snowshoe yeah, no. making. Okay, all right. Global warming. You know, global warming is hurting the shoes. Snowshoe making. Okay,
2: businesses. okay, all right. Who's gonna make the snowshoes though?
1: I think there's enough people making the snowshoes for the right. demand that there is right now. Right.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the other thing, and on a serious note, is to think about some of the jobs. There's a lot of chatter about what jobs will be replaced by ai yes and and what does that look like
2: it is it is amazing it is i'm just gonna say it it's fascinating Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. terrifying maybe in equal measure um because we don't even know completely comprehend um what it is going to present as new opportunities new skills um and if history is an indicator um new things will come about it always has new skills and i think we saw that with chat gpt now we've got a bunch of services emerging um, to authenticate uh, a piece of work to say okay has it been written by a human or chat gpt like a whole new discipline is emerging rapidly that you know we couldn't anticipate um only a couple of years ago um and then uh, i saw Recently, uh, Kuwait News Service uh, has created um, a a virtual news anchor uh, with the name Fehda, uh, and um, she's reading the news. And she can even read news to you of your choice. You can say, you know, these are the um, topics I'm interested in. What is the latest? And she can read that to you um, in a reasonably appealing way. I think some people said uh, it's not emotional enough. It's not showing enough emotion. Uh, I'm sure that's. going to evolve over time um, so we are in this uh, period of rapid transition and maybe we always have been it seems to have accelerated even more um so just um You know, looking around us and seeing what opportunity it presents, um, you know, can be uh, exciting and a little um, terrifying. Uh, But, you know, the landscape is evolving uh, rapidly. I I think to your point, like you mentioned, using um, ChatGPT for market research, uh, you know, how do we use these technologies capabilities um, to save time? and uh, to accelerate our passions in a way so as an example you know if i'm going to put together a proposal if i'm going to put together a presentation to someone about my idea um you know let me use chat gpt um and uh, get a good head start on a nice mm-hmm. summary nice presentation get me started 60 percent of the way and let me put my own stamp my own creativity on the remaining and you know there you go i i'm able to do you know, more in shorter amount of time without a whole team of people and get my idea off the ground. So, you know, want to look at the positive side of it and, and see what's possible.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. And of course, I'm also concerned about the downside. But as we've seen before, if we can, you know, sort of offload the less strategic work to make a product or service better chat GPT can be really helpful, I I did read there was like, hey, here are the 10 jobs that are likely to be replaced by chat GPT. And I don't think they actually got it exactly right. You know, some of the things they did say, um, accounting roles that are, um, you know, a bit more structured, anything with like super structured, repetitive data was a target Um, research, as you mentioned, graphic design um, was mentioned. And to be honest, I think, you know, Canva has done a great job already with Mm -hmm. graphic design Mm -hmm. without chat GPT as as one example. But the one that I took issue with was teachers. Mm. And if we have learned anything from the pandemic, it's how much we value the personal connection teachers have with students how remote learning is not, you know, the only or best way to teach Mm -hmm. children, especially young, younger ones. So I had a little bit of issue with that. What do you what do you think?
2: I, I, I agree with you uh christine especially for our younger audiences and um, i think the value of that uh, connection uh, a human to human connection is uh, invaluable and i see that happen in medicine as well um, you know as much as uh, it's great to have telemedicine we should have that it increases your reach and at a time of need it provides an option uh, but when you um, uh, receive compassionate care where you look at someone eye to eye and talk about mm-hmm. your um, particular 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 issue, whatever it may be, it just um, gives you that additional psychological boost that you may need, whether it is learning, whether it's getting through a particular time, exchange of ideas. Um, You know, I think it's all in balance. Um, I I, I do think. you know, we uh, have an opportunity to learn more about it. I am noticing that um, universities um, are putting on um, free educational seminars on what AI is, what the potential is. Um, you know, let's sign up for whatever channel is open and available. Let's learn, let's reflect, and let's think about um, how we can use it um, for our advantage. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, um, how can we make this so that it creates opportunity for us to have more fun and make more impact. Um, so as we sort of approach the end of our um, episode here and time does fly, any other thoughts, Christine, we want to leave our um, audience with today? Yeah,
1: I think, I think the last piece that we didn't really touch on, but is an important consideration when you're thinking about whether to monetize a business or hobby is is really just the time management of it all.
3: Mm-hmm. Because as
1: a as a hobby, you can put the time in when you want. When you uh start launching a business, there are more commitments. There could be commitments to clients, there could be, you know, just added business pressures and just managing that so that um, you know, if you're still working, you can do both, or if you want to go into just a full-time business on this hobby it's it's a transition
3: Mm Mm
2: -hmm. Very true. Very true. Uh, Balancing it out. Because from outside in, uh, sometimes these things don't look like it would take that much time. Whether you are publishing a financial advice blog or lifestyle blog or you're coaching someone, you're creating art, you're publishing uh, a video podcast. um, It it seems like, oh, you know, this will be just uh, an hour a week. I can do that. But, um, you know, in order to really do it well and do it consistently with some cadence and frequency, it's, it's going to require a type of commitment um, so uh, you know how much right are that's you going right. to take it on and don't work yourself to the point of uh, exhaustion because we still need to have a party
1: exactly there
2: <laughs> always needs to be a party on the books
1: <laughs> that's right and I think we learned that in, in real life even putting this together I remember when we were first talking about well what do you think expectation was how how many hours would this take a week and I said a number and you, and you doubled it and you were right. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right. Yes, yes, that's right. And, and we are continuing to learn and support each other. So um, that's right. Whatever I think, um, is, at least initially, um, uh, whatever you, maybe you think is uh, going to take, um, just overestimate a bit um, mm-hmm. and then scale back. Um, so um, but, you know, when it's fun, it certainly makes it easier.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when you are scheduling these commitments, don't forget to also schedule the parties.
2: Yes, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. That's how we stay fabulous. That's how we thrive with our passions, hobbies and um, circles of friends. Maracas. (laughs) Maracas are are essential. We are going to bring that sound to the next episode because we've been talking about maracas for quite some time.
1: Yes, I agree. I think we need that. I think we definitely need it. Well, I, I think we can wrap things up. Uh, do want to call attention to our sponsor, Keys to the Castle Travel, and encourage our listeners to sign up at keystothecastle.com for any travel uh, assistance you might need. They have special offers for our Refirement Life insiders when you use the code FIREUP. And I guess, uh, anything else, Mugay, you'd like to say before we sign off um, yeah,
2: this this was good. I absolutely, um, you know, really appreciate Keys to the Castle. We had great conversations with the uh, owner, Chris. Um, uh, amazing um, customer service, uh, which is still not uh, that easy to find these days, by the way. Um, so I'll you know, consider taking advantage of that and keep your uh, feedback coming uh, and your ideas. Um, and you want to be a guest in a future podcast. Please let me or Christine know. We'd love to have you.
1: That's right. That's right. Hit us up at refirement.life and you can contact us there and provide your suggestions. Thanks so much. Awesome.
2: Till the next time.
1: And now a word from our sponsor.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Oaks, co-owner of Keys to the Castle Travel. We're a full service travel agency providing concierge planning services to destinations around the world. While we specialize in family travel to all Disney destinations, cruising, and all-inclusives, our expert travel advisors can curate experiences for you far beyond just those destinations. We're here to support you in every step of the way from beginning to end of your journey, removing stress and adding value all along the way. We know that in this post-pandemic era, people are looking for bucket list experiences and cultural immersion, and we have the resources and expertise to make that happen. We cannot wait to partner with you to fire up your next adventure. And when you head to our website and complete a trip request form to initiate your inquiry, don't forget to put fire up in the referral code on the form so that we know how you found us. We look forward to connecting with you soon.
0: Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.